Hello, everybody. I just want to butt in before we get into this specific episode just to say you do not have to watch Fantastic Four 2015 in order to enjoy this discussion. If you want to know the movie a little bit better and follow along with what we're referencing a little bit better, you can watch it. It is available on Disney Plus to view, but you do not have to watch it. We watch this movie, so you don't have to. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Nothing But Nonsense review. This is a special review episode that we are doing for 2015's Fantastic Four, or fan Fantastic, depending on the title, depending on the way you look at the uh, the poster for this movie. I'm joined by my two fellow movie watchers, Matthew and Dawson. Hello, I will everybody. always read Fantastic. Fan four stick. I can't like fan other with fan other four stick. There yeah. are other movies where they do that and it doesn't like stick out to me as much. But like they box the four in and the four is way yep. bigger than the it's, other text, so it really yeah. stands out when you look at it. Bad marketing. It's so hard not to read it like that because yeah, it's just it's not like there are some posters where it's like it's behind the word fantastic, but in in the one like the one I'm looking at right now. They just put it right in the middle. Like, uh-huh. it's just fan... It's fant for stick. Yeah. Fant, yeah, fant for, for stick. stick. <laughs> it's like, what a terrible design. Uh-huh. Absolutely terrible. And they don't even have the four on the outfits in the movie, so... True. They don't. There's, There's a lot of too. stuff. There's a lot of stuff they don't have in this movie, so let's get right into it. <laughs> let's before... Let's before, as we do, before we get into it right away, let's rank... Let's give our rankings out of ten. Ten being the best, one being Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, Matthew, what's your ranking? Um, I'm going to give it a solid six out of ten. I really didn't like dislike it. It just there were a lot of things where I'm like, hmm, they left a lot to be desired with that. But all in all, I thought the performances by all the actors, which I'm sure we'll get into, which I'm sure we'll get into in more detail, I thought they all did a pretty solid job with what they were given. But there were definitely a lot of criticisms I had about this movie. So, but for the most part, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So I'm giving it a rock solid six. No pun intended. About six, uh, Dawson. What about you? I gotta give it a four, because fan four stick. Perfect. That's how. That's how it felt. <laughs> it, it's it was better than i remember when watching it back in like 2016 and because uh, i i waited like a year before i even watched this after it came out yeah because you're and the only one who's watched this before right i was about to ask andrew if you had seen it before as well i have not seen okay this. me neither yes i had seen this i've also seen the other fantastic four movies this is my least favorite uh by really? quite a bit yes hmm. uh that's not to say that the cast was bad. I think the cast is actually very good. Um, and the writing isn't horrible. It's just they don't go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, And we'll get to this later, but I timed it out. 45 minutes 
before they get their powers. I was I have that exact same note written down. <laughs> 45 minutes. The rest yeah. of the movie before credits is less than that time. Yeah, it's really... Because yeah. I think the credits are about 10 minutes. So technically, I guess it's half and half. Half with their powers, half without. They have one big action sequence at the end. It just doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. It could have been better... But I also know that this was just Fox trying to keep the rights to the movie, and that's why I knock it down so far, because mm-hmm. it was just half-hearted, and it felt like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go, speaking of the writing going downhill, I'm going to go, I'm going to give it a five, because five, cause halfway through the movie is exactly when it went right right into the garbage. I agree. <laughs> it I went, agree. It the went first half being... of the movie is good, Yeah, but I'd it's kind of it... slow. The first half of the movie, the whole movie is, is slow. It's watchable. The first yeah. half of the movie is watchable. It's decent. It's interesting enough. It's mm-hmm. interesting enough, and it could have gone somewhere more interesting to go. But I'll give it a five. And yeah, so uh, well, that gives it yeah. an average score of five. Woo. Yeah. So, uh, like Dawson said, the only reason this movie got made is the only reason every Fantastic Four movie gets made is. In the 90s, this was earlier, uh, I think, let's see, when was the first Fantastic Four movie made? It was in the, it was in the 90s. I thought it was like, I, don't really, was I thought it was the year, 80s. But... Well, is it the one that came out or the one that didn't come out? I think, I'm talking about the one that didn't come out. The one that came out. Because yeah. the one that didn't come out, I thought was in like the 80s. The one that didn't come out, uh, let's see, 80s movie, uh, yeah. Or 1994, the original Fantastic Four movie that was ever made was uh, in 1994. So like in it the in the late in the 90s, Marvel the Marvel Comics was going out of business. Uh, comics had taken a decline. Uh, superheroes had taken a decline. All the superhero movies coming out were not very good, and so yeah. uh, so Sony ended up with Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marvel licensed out all of their uh, properties out to different films. Sony got Spider-Man. Uh, Fox got Fox the X-Men. Got, and Fa- uh, Fox got Fantastic X-Men and Fantastic Four. Four and Daredevil. Uh, what was it? 20th Century Fox. Not 20th Century Fox. Um, I think it was Columbia got the Hulk. Uh, that was, was Universal. Universal. Man, it got, man, it got all sorts of messed up. My gosh. Yeah. And now they're finally back together after all these years. They're trying. We still haven't seen uh, anything but just Reed Richards in in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the original movie was made in the 80s. It was never released. It was only only way only reason people know about it is because a uh, pirated copy was uh, an illegal copy was released to the public and then mass produced and then everyone saw it. I've seen the I don't know about you guys, but I have seen the original. It's rough, but it's probably the most accurate Fantastic Four movie we ha- we've gotten ever. Mm-hmm. And so then we have the ones in the mid two thousands. The original Fantastic Four and then Fantastic Four: The Rise of Silver Surfer were also were made because the uh, timeline that. Uh, Fox had for the contract they signed with Marvel was they had to make within a certain time period they had to make uh, a Fantastic Four movie or the rights would revert back to mm-hmm. back to Marvel and so they made the uh, one in the mid two thousands and then that one did okay enough to warrant a sequel but that one also sucked so <laughs> they have made one, one more and so then in twenty 
around the time of 2013, the clock was ticking again, and that is why we have Fan Four Stick. The and one, the so, one in the mid 2000s, the first one that they did with uh, Chris Evans as Human Torch. He's always yeah, just yeah. the character I default to when talking about the when talking about those movies because that's yeah. the most well known actors that's come from those movies. But he. Uh, that one has like a certain Which, charm to it that this one just doesn't yeah, have yeah. at all. That yeah. one is the more cast, the cast whimsical. The, yeah. It felt more out of a comic book. And the cast in that one was pretty good too. It was, yeah. yeah. That one was very whimsical and very uh comic booky. Mm-hmm. This one suffered from the mid to twenty tens uh issue of grounded and realism. The same issue, the same thing that the original the first amazing Spider Man suffered from. Was, yeah, it was it, it was the it it was, everyone was trying like to that's do that's what they were trying to do and everyone's trying to do the dark night mm-hmm. the dark <laughs> the dark night effect where we do gritty grounded realism and it's dark and there's no colors and there's no tone so but it was interesting that they chose to do that because they leaned into every slogan from the comics like it's clobbering time or clobbering flame on flame on yeah. uh you know, and uh, they called Victor Von Doom Doctor Doom as, as a joke. So they <laughs> I had leaned. A, okay, in... I had a note written about that. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me unless Doctor Doom is someone that they know already. Because just calling, yeah, because calling someone his name is Doom, right? Just calling and him Doctor Doom is like, well, yeah, that's his name. Like it, unless Doctor Doom is like something they know that exists already, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for her to call him that. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, it also makes strange sense because thing. the character's original name was Victor Domachev and was not Doctor Doom. And if you listen closely, you can hear them in the ADR booth replacing it with Doctor Doom. <laughs> and then this the, this entire movie is just. You ever seen the the meme where it's uh, Ross from Friends and he's like pointing over his shoulder. He's like, "Get a load of this." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just it's just a that's just this entire movie is you could just photo you could make a, a cut of this movie where it's just that it's just uh, that cut out <laughs> that character photoshopped into the foreground, just like throwing his shoulder, and it could just be you could just replace his face with the 20th Century Fox. So like, hey, look at this. Hey, get look a load of this. this. Get a load of this. Look at this. You guys can't see it, but I'm throwing my thumb over my shoulder like the meme. <laughs> if you're if you're confused, dear listener, Google uh, "get a load of this Ross meme" and you'll find it right away. And that's in, that's what it felt this entire movie. It's like it's like you call the kid up and he's like, "My name's Reed." In the opening scene, he's like, "Reed is giving a a, demo, a presentation for class." And oh yeah, uh-huh. it felt the the teacher was like, "Mr. Reed Richards," and he's like. And it's like, hey, hey, there he is, there he is. That's him. There he is. And That's then it's the like, guy. It's like uh, Ben Grimm. And it's like, hey, look at, there's another guy. He's right there. Look at him. Look at him. He, he's got the same name. He's got yeah. the same name. Look at him. Look at him. And then it's like, oh, hi. My name is Sue Storm. I, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and he's like, my name's Johnny Storm. Hey, hi, hi, here it is. <laughs> he's like, it's like, oh, you've got Victor Von Du. It's like they were hoping people would clap in the theaters, but it was probably crickets. Considering <laughs> that their box office was 170, oh, yeah, 167 million, and their budget was 155. So 
they definitely did not make money. They definitely lost money because rule of thumb is you double the budget. I have a I have <laughs> so, a note I have a note about that first the literally the first line of the movie, which is when his classmate is talking about how he wants to play oh, quarterback yeah. for the New York Giants. I have a note on that too. He this took place before Eli Manning won his first Super Bowl with the Giants. So the kid either was either really ahead of his time or needs to swing higher for who he wants to be his hero. Because at that point, Eli a, Manning was just a quarterback. I have a note on that, but it's it's kind of different. What is it? Being a QB in an NFL team is more realistic than being a scientist. <laughs> I, that's what I said. I said, I, said, I, said, I said the opposite thing. I said, Reed's career choice is more list, realistic than the kid who wants to play for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, like the, te- the teacher... <laughs> well, like, that's... Th- that's basically what I was saying, because it's like, the teacher was like, yeah, shut up, Reed. Like, <laughs> what is with this? Every single movie where there's, nerd. Like a, there's a teacher. Stupid nerd. Don't, don't do science. Do sports like your friend. This teacher has two separate s- scenes. Yeah, this teacher's like, the worst. He shuts. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. so and there's, in the opening scene, Reed, Reed, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, gives a presentation. It's set in 2007. Mm-hmm for some reason and <laughs> yeah. they threw i feel like i know had, i saw had, that it was 2007 and i'm like what an odd time there's it's nothing like they, it's just on. the randomest of years <laughs> they, they put they put up a, a post-it note on a bunch of post-it notes on the wall of uh years and then they threw a dart at the dartboard and they stuck and it's like okay that's what it is 2007 yeah sounds good let's do it like we couldn't do 2008 because the the re- recession so we had to go a year before that <laughs> the, the blissful year of 2007 where everything was peach so it starts off reed is giving this presentation in class about your future career goals and reed gets up and talks about how he wants to be the first person to transport something mm-hmm. he wants to make a teleporter he wants to be a scientist and the teacher is like no that's stupid. That's terrible. Uh, you have to you have to pick a real career goal in the real, real world. I'll give you another chance to come back tomorrow. What is with teachers in movies <laughs> shutting down students for being? It's not like he got up there yeah. and was like, "I want to be a, a superhero and fly," which was like, a I pretty realistic. Be an astronaut or something. <laughs> he was. You know? He was. Yeah, but even being an astronaut, it's a realistic goal. Yeah, it's yeah, a realistic right. goal. And there was probably another kid in that class. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, and I have never, I don't know about you guys, but I have never been in a in a classroom giving a presentation as an adult or as a child where a teacher has been that stupid, that's no, terrible. There are those kids who get up and do the presentation and are jo- treated as a joke. That's when teachers get angry. It's like, well, you didn't right, even try yeah. on the assignment. You just turned this yeah. whole thing into a joke. You yeah, just came up. You just came up here and tried. You just came up here and said you wanted to be a bean burrito. It's like, well, that's not good. that's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Or the guy was like, I just want to go up there and I want to flip burgers. It's like, well, that's just kind of sad. That's your only aspiration. On the bright side, but, yeah. very achievable. Yeah. But yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, and I just wrote well, down. I don't understand followed. how. Uh, how Reed's career choice is unrealistic. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, that isn't it the same teacher at the science fair, too? Yeah. Yeah. He's at the yeah. Science that, fair. Was, that was and the other, so, that's also, the other scene that Andrew was Reed talking Richards about. Reed Richards is an adult 
basically. Yeah. Yeah, and a I, child science fair. I wrote that down. Reed and Ben are clearly a pair of grown men playing high schoolers. <laughs> who let these 25... I wrote down, who let these 25-year-old men into this middle school science fair? Reed, Reed's just looking over at Ben. Hey, I think we're a shoe in this year. Look at our competition. What a bunch of five-year-olds. You know, like, we're going up against a bunch of literal children. I like our odds. Yeah. yeah. And they, so, they still get disqualified because the teacher goes... This isn't science, it's magic. <laughs> Even if it is magic, that's insane. Good you magic. Watch, it disappeared. The plane disappeared. So, okay, so just to backtrack a little bit is you have you have the Ben Grimm who's the who's the thing, he's made of rocks. They meet in uh middle school or whatever. Uh Reed shows Ben his experiment, which is an actual real teleporter. I also mm-hmm. have a note. Where did ben, where did uh, Reed get all those N sixty fours in two thousand and seven? <laughs> I know because Reed, Reed has his to power his uh, teleporter. He has like a, a cobbled together box of like fifty Nintendo sixty fours in the year two thousand. Where did he get these? <laughs> the scene before this, where he first meets Ben for the first time, like face to face, is Ben's living in a he li- his family owns a junkyard, and so I assume I assume they they make they want us to make the leap of logic and say, oh, he got this from the junkyard. Who on earth is throwing no away their own sixty four? Plus, not <laughs> that can... many people are throwing those out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Apparently, everyone in Oyster Bay was like, as soon as the. Uh, then the GameCube came out, chuck those things in the trash. I still have mine. <laughs> My N64. Exactly. I mean, I feel like everyone who had an N64 either has it or sold it to somebody else. Right. And it's like, so uh, I also wrote, of course, the guy who gets turned into rocks has a tough salt of the earth origin. <laughs> ben lives at lives in a junkyard and his brother fights him. And uh, I'm so happy that at the end of the movie, uh, Ben adopts his brother's catchphrase when he's the <laughs> yeah. beat I, cu- I I wrote down here that Ben's brother saying it's clobbering time would be extremely out of place if it wasn't a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, absolutely. That's the only reason that I line mean, even makes the remotest sense. I've, like, I've been beat plenty of times like, by hey, my oh, it's, it's the 60s. Let's, it's a clobbering time. Let, come here, little brother. Let me give you a noogie. You know, I've been beat like, by my I've been beat by my older brother plenty of times. Not once has he ever whipped out some clever catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> As as a as a younger brother, you guys don't ex, don't know this, but as a younger brother, I've been I've been assaulted plenty of times. Not once has he ever re, re, whipped out a clever catchphrase to uh in, to introduce hey, I, that he's going to fight me. I used to whip me. out clever catchphrases all the time when I beat up my brother. No. So Dawson has a brother. This. this might be true. So in no. in in normal superhero or just terrible movie fashion. The science, the experiment. Ben, uh, he tries to tell, Reed tries to teleport something. Uh, he goes and it it fails. It shorts out the secure, shorts out the uh, uh, the power. And then like we see Reed's stepdad get like angry because he's watching baseball. And then he Reed blows football. the power for, out for the yeah, entire. Yeah, it was football. He was, wearing, he was playing baseball. He was watching baseball because he said. He was talking about like, oh, go on and hit the ball when they were walking up. No. He's like, hit the ball, throw the ball. He was saying, throw the throw ball. The ball. <laughs> yeah, I actually was, they were doing something with the ball. Hang on, if I may, on. if I may, if I may, that game 
was a 2007 matchup between the Virginia Cavaliers and the Yukon Huskies. It was aired on ESPNU. Virginia won 17-16 on a field goal by kicker Chris Gold with three minutes and 20 seconds left in the game despite their quarterback, Jameel Sewell, throwing two interceptions. Sewell and Yukon quarterback Tyler Lorenzen, who I don't think is related to Jared Lorenzen, each threw a touchdown pass. Lorenzen actually went on to play tight end in the NFL and future NFL wide receiver who only quit playing in the NFL two years ago, Dontrell Inman, registered one catch for 16 yards for Virginia. It was college ball? Yes. Oh, man. It was a college you game. Know who was Which? On that team? Who? Ben Grimm. True. It actually didn't <laughs> the, make any sense to me either. To play for the Giants. What yeah. didn't make oh, any I sense to ben me was the one who wanted to. <laughs> no, that oh, was no. somebody else. Yeah, it was the kid before Reed. I don't know who it was. But what's interesting is that Reed's stepdad was watching the game while wearing a New York Jets hat. So I don't know which team he was rooting for. Maybe he was just wearing a hat. Possible. But yeah, the way <laughs> they show it, I feel like they're supposed to say that Reed's stepdad is some kind of jerk. But. That's a completely normal reaction to it when your kid blows yeah, really. up the power for your entire entire neighborhood. <laughs> when like, your kid, I think that, when your kid launches your garage to love, the moon, they they put him in like the the white t shirt too, indicating like that he maybe is abusive too. But right. and there's no, and also it's Tim Heidecker from Tim from the Tim and Eric sketch show. <laughs> you guys ever seen this the Vine where they go? It's free. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> that's the guy. The guy who goes, he goes, he goes and whispers, "It's freeze real estate." That's the same guy. That's the same guy. It's the same guy. Oh, so I had like, no idea. First of all, if they're trying to show like he's an abusive stepdad, they failed by casting Tim Heidecker, one of the funniest people on the earth, uh, <laughs> as this guy. So immediately, I'm taken out. And then again, that's a completely normal reaction. And then they're like, when Ben and Reed are walking up into the garage, he's like yelling about about a football game. It's like okay. That's yeah. like a normal thing to do. But here's the thing, though, and something that I've noticed. You'll see in a lot of uh, movies and shows the abusive like male figure in the household is always yelling at a TV that's got a sports game on. Sometimes, it it's, ho- sometimes like it's hockey. <laughs> sometimes it's football. It's not often baseball because baseball doesn't draw a ton of yelling at the TV. It's typically one of football or hockey, but that is a thing common about, When trope. you're watching baseball, the thing to yell about is do something! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! We've been waiting 20 minutes for your last pitch! Come on! Yeah, so I, this is going to sound terrible. If you want to have a character who's abu- you want someone who's abusive, just have them be abusive. Have them hit somebody. Don't yeah. do this like <laughs> dancing around. But just right. do it. Come in. So we flash forward from that to a science fair where these two 25-year-old men are competing in this. <laughs> and it's not like, oh, you guys are just, they just look older because they're older actors. But it, there's nobody else around that's even the same height as them yeah. besides the teachers. I think yeah. they're supposed to be 18, but still. Still. But, yeah, again, still. It's like, what? What? <laughs> and so and so he does a tell. He, they steal some kid's prop plane from his ex- his experiment, and uh, and they teleport it away, and it comes back, and the teacher's like, this isn't science, this is magic. Even if it's magic, it's insanely good magic. Yeah, because so how, did he, how did he do it? Explain that to me, teacher. <laughs> and so he gives the son, he gives the kid back his model plane. It comes back tele- from the teleportation, which he thinks okay. is somewhere else on Earth, yeah. but is actually another dimension. It's all like burnt and pieces are missing. And he gives it back to the kid, and they reads like, "Oh, I'm sorry about your thing." And the kids kids calls Reed a jerk. And I'm like, 
He's right. <laughs> yeah, Reed really. sucks. He just, he just stole that kid's plane and destroyed it in his experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah now the say... kid with like the the baking soda volcano is gonna win the science fair again. <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, made that joke it. in the movie, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Yeah. I forgot about that. One little note I have is Ben chews gum because he's cool and down to earth. Yeah, that was a very—it was very fitting to his character that he'd be chewing gum during a science fair. Speaking, that he's in. speaking of chewing gum, the one bad science uh, or like bad suit guy or whatever—he's always chewing something. Oh yeah, the whole movie. Victor. In a prefer he's... no, no, not Victor. Harvey. Oh, Harvey, Harvey. Yeah, they got yeah. Who might I add is in uh, Green Lantern? Another poor performance. No, he's in the Incredible Hulk. Oh yes, that's what it is. He's who is he in the, the Hulk? He he's the he's scientist a, that uh, Bruce sends his blood to. Uh, he's Mister Blue, uh, and he's supposed uh, to be returning as the leader in another movie. Yeah, really interesting. So he's like, to I remember back. him from one of those like two thousand eight. Yeah. He's from the Hulk. superhero movies. Green. I also love that guy's lo- is a great actor. I love him, uh-huh. and so uh, so then uh, at the science fair. Reed and Ben are approached by Dr. Storm, who has the deepest voice on the planet Earth. He does, dude. It was like, oh my gosh. I wrote later that uh, his name is, it's Franklin Storm. I wrote that Franklin Storm has his, uh, this is for later, his voice is deeper than than Victor Doom's uh, actual villain voice. (laughs) Yeah. He he literally, he walks in there, so he's like, so you guys are talking about teleporting? I yeah, can't even no, infor- like- I can't even make my voice go low enough because his voice is so deep. And so he <laughs> walks up to to them. And he's like, "Oh, we're taught you. You sent it to another dimension." He's like, "We're just no. We just sent it to another place on Earth." And then Sue Storm walks up and pulls out a vial of dirt from her pocket that she just walks around with. For yeah, some right. <laughs> she just carries it with her. She's like, "I'm gonna bring this with me in case I run into someone that teleports their thing into that same planet, so I can show <laughs> it to them for dramatic effect." Exactly. You, you want to see my rock collection? Here it is. Right Here it is. Exactly. And so we go. Franklin I, says to 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 Reed. He says, "Come work. Come work for us at the Baxter Building." And so he goes to the. He goes to the. He did this whole thing where like Reed is moving into the Baxter Building, and mm-hmm. he he moves into the Baxter Building. And the Baxter Building is is something from the Fantastic Four comics. It's where they it's where they operate out of yeah. in the comics. Mm-hmm. And so, it's apparently some sort of school. The original I wrote I looked this up. The original writer talked about how the Baxter Initiative was supposed to be like Hogwarts for nerds, with people <laughs> working on like different cool things, like people riding around on experimental hoverboards. That's, that's kind of how Franklin Storm seemed to like, describe it and view it. Like His yeah. character seemed to think of it like he was Professor X. Yeah, but now, it, but in practice, it looks like just some boring gray school in the city. Yeah, right. It looks like some boarding house with some a cool very, library. Very futuristic, though. In design, yeah, and so which... they have this whole thing where, where Bree is moving to the city, and it's like, wow, I'm just some small town guy. In the in the opening scene, in Oyster Bay where they're from, you can see the city. Yeah, right. They don't live, which mm-hmm. I think Ben even makes a comment that like we've lived two minutes away from here our whole life. No, Ben says you're moving that you're moving out and you're going far away, and Reed says I'm only forty minutes away. Oh, that's which what it, was. it seems like that's actually shorter. It should be shorter. It should be shorter be- than that. 
because you can see the city from Reed's house. Yeah, it was it's actually probably just like travel uh, in big cities takes long. Yeah, they're actually ten minutes from like the city limit, but then as soon as you get to city traffic, it takes a half mm-hmm. hour to move two blocks. He said mm-hmm. train ride. Oh, he said a forty-minute train ride. Which oh. I I did that's, take note that that's uh, pretty far. Then yeah, no, that's not right yeah, at all. That is that is interesting. <laughs> That's, that did take note that time. Reed Richards is a jaywalker, apparently. Yeah, I wrote that down too. They just crossed <laughs> on a red to like provide. I think it was to provide the effect of like, oh, the city's so busy, cars are zooming everywhere. When in reality, oh, it's busy like, city. no, but they just went in the middle of traffic, and yeah. then it cuts to the next scene, which is them crossing at like the actual walk indicator. So they they know how to do it. <laughs> but they chose not to the scene before yeah i, yeah. I find it funny that we both noticed that because i'm like that's such a small detail i don't know how many people would have taken note of that but yeah. it, i'm glad you also saw that yeah so after after reed moves <laughs> moves into the baxter building he goes to the library and has a mm. meet a quote-unquote meet cute with uh sue storm boy that scene was mm. oh my gosh <laughs> sue great, storm. At, great at flirting yeah sue storm sucks <laughs> I I love Kate Mara. I think she's an amazing actress and she's really good in like a lot of the stuff she does. Her character and the way she's written is so plain and mm-hmm. so boring it's and so dry. terrible that she's like first of all he like ex- explains uh, he doesn't even ask, he asks like oh he he gets uh, a bunch of, he gets a bunch she, of books yeah. and he I wrote down what he asked. Uh, <laughs> what does he, he ask? He said uh he goes, so is music like your thing? What a great what a great question. Yeah. He okay, <laughs> but he also he, he originally sits down and he has a stack of books. So he's like, Oh, have you read this one? And it's a thou- it's three it's ten thousand leagues under the sea. And he starts exp- and he doesn't even give her time to answer because she's wearing headphones and he like tries starts to explain it to her, like and, and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And so but then she's like, Oh yeah, I've read it. It's like you didn't even give her a chance to answer. Yeah, but then he asks, Idiot. like, Oh, is music your thing? And she's like pattern recognition i'm like yeah i have ri- i have written here sue storm describes music like a genuine psychopath yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm like who, who? <laughs> music is everyone's thing she's like <laughs> music has patterns and so do people and such it's like what <laughs> which was ju- it was just a plug to foreshadow how she found him later mm-hmm. yeah and then i said sue sucks just say you like music just say yes <laughs> It's supposed to be like a mute keep thing where they're all they're kind of awkward, but oh, Reed, it was oh, it Reed was is, awkward. <laughs> Reed is just a social butterfly who gets over it. Sue just sucks. Like the rest of the movie, she just sucks. Yeah, she's not she exactly stay, a glowing sucks. personality. And so the next character we're introduced to is uh, Victor Von Doom, who Worst for you don't know in this whole movie, not exactly the Doctor most horrible name. Yeah, he's Doctor Doom in the comics, who is a Latvian dictator, but in this one, he's just a pacey. Loser nerd yeah. from that area. I, I wrote down that he's an entitled bum. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just sit. He he sits in his his weird storage container and controls everything with his magical eye. And I said, and so Franklin goes to him to talk about coming to because, uh, Vic. He says that Victor has been working on the teleportation pod since before. Uh, since before uh, Reed was born, you know, Reed, a 24-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> and so he, he, he invite he like tries to get him because apparently he didn't like that they were, they were like too businessy or government-y. I really never understand his, his 
his motivation of like why he wasn't working it with was, them anymore. Yeah, it was really just kind of thrown out there and not yeah. really explained. I don't really know. Well, I guess him, Victor, and then Harvey, who is the uh, part of the board of directors, who plays. He, he, I guess he plays like the secondary antagonist uh, <laughs> for uh, for the film, and he's uh, who plays him. I'm trying to look look it up, who, who plays him? The guy who played Harvey. Uh, Tim Tim Blake Nelson. Oh. For those of you who don't know, he's he does stuff. I'm trying to. He <laughs> does stuff. What a he, he, like we said, he was in the original, uh, original Incredible Hulk. Uh, he was in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? For those who, of you who know, and then he was in the ballad. He was like the main character in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a Netflix movie. Hmm. He's a really good actor, and I really like him. And so he 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 plays this <clears throat> snide snide. What's the word? <laughs> Snarky? Sniveling corporate entity. Yeah, that's so, pretty uh, much it. Whoa, well, hold on a second. What, do you, do you lose your spot? Oh, boy. Oh, no. What happened? What is happening? Did you lose your spot? What What did you do? Did he There's lose his headphones? Something's playing in my ears, and I don't know what's playing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, do you that have, was weird. I don't know. Do you have tabs open? Not, it, was, it was just the yeah, Fantastic I do have, Four theme song. Was playing no, it here. was like some some do weird... They have, do they have a theme song? Oh, yeah. They had a I cartoon tell back you in what, the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you what, the theme, what, their, what their theme in this oh, movie was. Oh, me either, was. but they definitely but, have one. Yeah. So <laughs> that was weird. Something something was playing in my ears. I have no idea what it was. But, um, but yeah, and so what I said about this... Is uh so he he he's trying to convince him to come back and he finally says Victor asks oh will Stu, Sue be there and Franklin's like yes she will be and then it's like and then he's like I said Franklin is weirdly okay with Victor the pasty loner weirdo having the hots for his daughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we we go we go and uh, re uh. Victor comes to work on the teleportation thing, and I don't. I, I kind of remember what happens from here, but it's kind of just like science montage of stuff that's happening. Yeah, yeah. and stuff that's going on. Uh, Sue continues to neg and insult Reed for the rest of the film for the re- for this entire sequence. <laughs> she like talks about how his experiment almost opened a black hole and destroyed yeah. the Earth, not to foresh- foreshadow anything, right, but. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this. Mm-hmm. Half yeah. of it's good, half of it's not. So, um... Which... So, yeah, so then we finally get introduced <laughs> after all this... Or were you going to say Dawson? Which, uh... I was going to say that... Because it, it kind of leads into what you were about to say. When we get introduced to Johnny Storm, and he's racing his car... Yeah. Uh, the room, back room. of... The back of the car lights on fire, and I'm like, ah, oh, foreshadowing. Oh, but that one yeah. was actually... That one was actually good foreshadowing. Um, yeah. Because it wasn't, like, just blatant. Like, it was just kind of subtle. And I was like, okay, that's a cool little touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the one of the few good things. It's not like Michael B. Jordan, like, looked back at <laughs> it and just said, man, I wish I and could he... catch on fire without dying or something. Yeah. <laughs> man, I wish I could go so fast that I could catch on fire. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was... I also wrote down weird. the scene where uh, Sue calls... Uh, Calls Victor Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. He uh, he wrote down, "Ha, Doctor Doom, get it? Please love us." 
dude. I wrote down. I will when, say, uh, Doom gets called a lot of things in this movie, including yeah. Adolf. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I, that, that, that caught me off guard. I have, I, have a note, I have a note. I have a note about that. And I before we get that, I said, "Hey, they got some Fast and the Furious in my Fantastic Four, and uh, Johnny is street racing. Yeah, the Fantastic and, uh, and the Furious. Yeah, I also wrote down Michael B. Jordan looks like he's fourteen when he doesn't have a beard. He really know, does. He looks, he looks young. so young. Yeah, but he was so, young in this. So. And so, yeah, Johnny is street racing, and then his car—he like is winning, and then his car blows up, <laughs> and then he crashes it and breaks his arm. And so then, uh, his dad, uh, Franklin, tells him he's like, in order to, in order to get your car back, you gotta come work for me. I was gonna say he says in a very deep voice. <laughs> yeah, and so he comes working, and, and so. Apparently, so obviously, having known he since Reed is the new guy in this, he uh, Johnny has met uh, Victor before. And since Victor is from the Eastern European country of Bavaria, the first thing uh, Johnny does when he walks in and meets Victor is he goes, "Oh, hey, Adolf," and then and then everyone like kind of like laughs about it, and Victor brushes it off by saying, "Still not German." I'm like. What the heck, guys? Everyone's okay with Johnny making casual Nazi jokes about Victor? <laughs> it was it like, Victor's basically Hitler, I guess. Dude, it was it, when I when I tell you but that was so when I tell you that I was know. so out of nowhere, I was not I, ready for him to call him Adolf. He just strolls on over and says, "Oh, Adolf's back" or something. I'm like, "What the crap?" It's like, and every and nobody says anything. Right? Yeah. I'm like, clearly this is normal behavior for Johnny Storm, the Michael B. Jordan version. <laughs> yeah, it was Which it was it's kind of off-putting seeing Johnny nice to read the entire time. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they're trying to make Johnny seem like he's a renegade jerk, but he's like super nice to everybody. When he first walks in, he's like super nice to read. He's super nice to everyone else. There's even a point like during the science during the science montage, which I have written in all caps with like four exclamation points. Science montage. <laughs> yes. And so they have a science montage. But you where completely forget with... about Ben during all this, dude. Yeah, I was ben thinking is that just, too. I was since Ben's not smart. He's just gone. Yeah. I was wondering the whole time. And we'll, we'll obviously get to it. Rock. I was wondering the whole time how Ben was going to get involved in all this. Because I'm like, <laughs> evidently he's not smart and he didn't follow Reed to here. So how exactly is he going to get wrapped up into all this? And then down exactly. down the road, that question is answered. And Reed so, is always like, we did it. We, we, we. we. Yeah. Even though and Ben so, literally just gave him all of the yeah. junk from his yard. Well, that was and nice so they have a sign. They have a science montage where everything go goes down, and then after the science montage, when they finally completed the, completed the device, Reed is like sleeping on his desk, and Sue like wakes startles him and wakes flicks him up. Flicks him in the ear. Yeah, she flicks him. You Strange. just met this guy like six months ago. Strange method. And so they have, which I consider the weirdest conversation I've ever heard in my life. It was so, weird. Yeah. Bad dialogue. So, uh, Johnny and Franklin are both black. Uh, Johnny is played by Michael B. Jordan. Franklin played by I forget his name. And so they're both black. And, and Sue is white. So, but they're but bro, Johnny and Sue are brother and sister, obviously. Yeah. So and so, uh, uh, of course they have to address it in some way. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to like, explain <laughs> they don't, it. 
they don't have to because we can probably because as the audience we could put two and two together to make four yeah. but they yeah. just have to explain exactly how we get to that four. <laughs> for all you and really so, dumb people in the audience here's how so, this happened <laughs> yeah, and so reed asks about her getting abdo- adopted and he has oh, so you're adopted, adopted. <laughs> yeah. when she got he abducted asks, <laughs> yeah and so she said he says the he asks uh sue about being adopted and she's like yeah i'm from like vostok or something like that he's from uh and he's Russia. like you don't have an accent and then he's like oh do i and she does like a fake russian accent and then she says <laughs> they laugh he for says, too long about it i so. wish i was adopted yeah like, well, he said she she said no he goes he, i understand damned and she's like, oh, are you adopted? No, but I wish I was. I wrote down, what kind of comment is that to say to someone who was actually adopted? What? And this is supposed to be like, that's supposed to be, and she smiles like that's some sort of ha-ha joke. Like, if I was adopted and someone made that comment to me, I would be insanely insulted. Yeah, right. Be like, no, you don't. You don't get it. You don't understand it all. What kind of comment all. is that? <laughs> that be like, that would honestly be like if Andrew said to me, "Oh, I I understand what it's like to have an allergy." I'd be like, "Oh, do you have an allergy?" And Andrew just goes, "No, I wish I did though." Like it just doesn't just it just doesn't make sense. It's like me just saying, like, "Oh, I just don't like milk." I get it. <laughs> I get I understand. it. I get it. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, really, I and liked it's... that they threw in like the adoption theme or like you know idea of it but they handled it completely wrong again so weird again i have feeling the need to outline it for the dumbest of audience members who are like how is this possible when like Ooh. like andrew said Whoa. pretty much everyone pretty much everyone can put together how it's possible and how it happened they felt they exactly. need to outline it and so uh they're kind of talking and then victor walks into the lab and he sees them like flirting a little bit i have written down here flirting i have written down here Victor suddenly has similar motives to Milo from Morbius, except his makes a little more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because that scene on the rooftop when Milo sees Morbius and the other lady kissing and is upset by it made no sense. So this at least made a little bit of sense. Yeah. And so so then he's like, oh, you stop flirting. We got work to do. He's like, oh, we're actually done. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. (laughs) He's like, boom, mic drop. Thanks for that. In your face, Dr. Doom, a.k.a. Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. And Adolf so, Doom. <laughs> and so they, they're going to do a uh, a physical matter transportation test. And they do that by transport, which, transporting a CGI monkey into the alternate dimension. Kind of looks which like, is like the super Planet of the real, Apes model, too. A right. super realistic and super distressed monkey. And yeah. I just wrote down, poor CGI monkey. <laughs> they couldn't sedate like, it or anything. Like because they like I they put like him they... into the they put him into the into the machine and they close the door and the monkey's like kind of like sad. He's like reaching out, he's like wait, don't close the door. It's like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked a lot like the the model for Planet yeah. of the Apes too. So I'm curious if they because it is it is owned by Fox. Yeah. Sharing so some, uh, they they probably just shared that. Any CGI any CGI monkey that's not played by Andy Circus is immediately inferior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I did note that their machine has the iconic Fantastic Four blue, but their suits yeah. don't. <laughs> like that's good. I like guess they, they put it there, and I'm like, 
Why? Why? Because Dawson, it has to be anywhere, grounded in reality and gritty. <laughs> it must yeah. be all their suits must be dark and black to represent, you know, realism. And then later, when they rebuild it and it's white, uh, like yeah. just plain white and gray, uh, Reed like, Richards oh, goes, well. "You made it ugly." <laughs> he did say it that. was ugly the first time. Yeah, I never, know <laughs> it was never beautiful per se. Yeah. Maybe from a scientific perspective. And so during this entire time, Franklin talks about how after they do this test with the monkey, they're going to send uh, them into the next dimension, specific, talking about Reed, Johnny, Victor, and Sue. And I'm like, Franklin is weirdly okay with sending his both his kids into another dimension. Yeah, yeah. he was very okay with it. Yeah. And, so, and they, were, they were all okay with it. They were like, heck yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so... Uh, what happens next is they do the test. Everyone's happy. Harvey is super happy about what they do. He comes in. He's like, all right, and we're going to start talking to NASA. And then Victor freaks out for some reason because talking. And then they talk about, then they go, they talk about going and talking to NASA. And then Franklin's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And then Johnny, Victor, and Reed proceed to get, <laughs> get drunk. And talk Just about, out and of nowhere. This weird, this weird conversation about. You know who built the Apollo rocket? And Reed's like, nope. Even though he's like a scientist and probably should know that it was Werner von Braun who built the Apollo rocket. <laughs> and it's like, and so they're like, yeah, but you know Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. So we're gonna we're not gonna be like the guy who built the rocket and die in obscurity. We're gonna go into the next dimension. And they're like, okay, we're gonna do this while drunk. <laughs> I put I wrote down that when Reed gets drunk he says yo mama jokes because Yeah, he did. When, when uh Victor asks, "Do you know who built the Apollo rocket?" he goes, "Yo mama." Exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, "Man, Comedy that's gold. out of character, but that was it caught me off guard and I was like, "Well, I haven't heard that joke in a movie in a long time." Yeah. Or ever. And so <laughs> yeah. for some for some reason, ben, uh, Reed calls up Ben and he's like, "Hey, we're going into another dimension." <laughs> made and Ben's no like, sure. sense <laughs> for that whole bit. Nothing about that made any sense. A, and why? So, why bring him? And B, why is Ben okay with this? Yeah, exactly. And also, <laughs> did they just sit around for forty minutes while he made the trip from Oyster Bay, <laughs> just praying no one walked in on him while they were trying to plan? And exactly. Reed is still drunk when he gets there. Yeah, they had like a small bit of whiskey, a few sips, and Reed is drunk, and he didn't wear off in the entire time. And so I, they I suit put, up. Sorry, I, I put oh, this down. I, I feel like I gotta say it before you get going, but. Uh, I said, when the guys go to the other dimension, it's a classic example of why you don't leave a group of dudes unattended near dangerous things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will kill ourselves trying to do something stupid. <laughs> True. <laughs> They're like, don't do it. Oh, you said don't do I want to do it now. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't have told it. me that because now I'm going to do it even more. <laughs> Yeah. Now and I'm going to so, bring this random civilian into it, too. I'm going to go into the next dimension even harder. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they get they get into the machine. They launch themselves in the next dimension, and nobody but Sue notices. And exactly. so, Why do you I, think they didn't invite her, either? They knew exactly. she wouldn't have wanted to go. Exactly. It was just a bro thing. They knew, <laughs> she, they knew a... that she would rat them out or be a buzzkill about it. <laughs> it was a bro trip. And so... They go into the next dimension, and it's all 
sucks. Like, they're really big about, like, going to the next dimension and getting... There's a lot of times where they talk about how the Earth has been destroyed and this new dimension is where they're going to get new resources to fix the Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you say that a lot, but you're not, like, providing, like, evidence. Like, usually when people talk, do, like, have, like, messages about, like... um global warming they usually talk about the ozone layers destroyed and the ice caps they never say any of that they just say the planet's destroyed we're all dying <laughs> and it's like oh okay all i right, guess you say so. i guess so yeah. it's like <laughs> remember bob he was 94 he died last week exactly. <laughs> that's all that's like, we're not specifically gonna talk about it's how it's been destroyed all natural <laughs> yeah like, and so out of the go- ordinary yeah <laughs> They go into the next dimension, and there's a bunch of green goo, and they they climb down, and Victor sticks his hand right in the green goo. He yeah. like there's a green puddle, and Victor sticks his hand right into it. Mm-hmm. Classic and example that, of guys being guys. I have again. I have a note written down here. The <laughs> gang pretty much proves exactly why Harvey wanted to send trained professionals. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they prove exactly why, and so re. And so Reed, and so then there's like a train reaction where they all have to run back. And so they're climbing up the mountain because they rappel down from mountain because they have to have some sort of tension in there. Mm-hmm. And so they're climbing up, they're climbing up. Uh, something happens where the mountain shifts and Victor falls and he goes to fall off the edge, but he's like still attached. And then, then there's like an eruption of green goo and he gets covered in green goo and then falls to his death. Yeah. Quote, his death quote in quotations and so and so he does that and then they all get back and on their way back uh which uh, i will uh, say i i took note that they should be in like a professional rock climbing league because they they scaled that wall faster than any human could (laughs) like like there there's like an exploding surface coming up behind them and they're like all right we're at the top except victor bye see ya I will say this next like ten minutes of scene is actually I really, I, really, really like. To say the same it thing. was good. It was that very was my good. favorite ten. My favorite ten minutes of the movie is when they get their powers and when they're you know first adapting to the whole situation. Yeah, it's about and ten so, to fifteen minutes, and it's genuinely actually good. Yeah, and so I would I would if you're gonna look up any if you're gonna watch any part of this movie. Just look up this specific scene and watch this scene. It's it's really good, and so uh, the the door the stuff is going wrong. Like they're trying to transport teleport back, but like the ground is shaking and they can't really get a good one. And so uh, Ben's door, his door for the machine flies open. He gets like covered in rocks, and then um, Johnny's like window busts open, and then he gets cut. He gets like engulfed in flames. And nothing really happens to Reed yet. I was but then they finally, say. they finally, yeah. I guess Reed gets hit with like a rubber band from the alternate dimension or something. No, the one, and the so, only thing I could come up with from watching it was that Reed, when Reed's door flew open and he was trying to like pull it back shut, and I wasn't sure if that was how he got I, it. I noticed his face was kind of like burned and like, like almost like rubber. So yeah, and so. Yeah, so they go back, and then when they get back, there's, like, a wave that shoots out, and it gets Sue. So Sue gets her powers. By the, she doesn't go to the dimension, but they bring back an, some enough energy to blast her with a wave. Somehow. And she, like, kind of turns, like, invisible, kind of, and she's, like, fluttering out between being invisible and being not. And so there's this scene 
where Reed wakes up and the first thing he sees is Johnny's body just like sitting there, but completely yeah. on fire. <laughs> and this scene is like it's like a horror movie kind of. Yeah, the it body is. horror in this scene is actually yeah. really good. The star yeah, Reed, jump. Yeah, and Reed hears Ben's like cries for help, and like he's like pulling himself along trying to get to Ben because he can't walk and then yeah. he looks behind him and his legs are completely stretched out the exact length yeah which was funny him. because I think he turned and looked and saw his foot was pinned under yeah, like yeah. something but then like you know adrenaline and he's not thinking straight yeah. so he just starts crawling yeah. towards Ben's voice yeah. not really thinking about the fact that his foot is still stuck so yeah. Th- yeah. And then he turns around and sees his leg is stretched like 30 40 feet he's like and then he passes out I think right yeah yeah, yeah. and then but and then it Ben's yeah, just they like wake a pile of hospital. rocks. Yeah. Well, they wake up in the secret government government facility of Area 57, which is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so unbelievably stupid, and it's it's really just why I looked we even looked up before this episode. Yeah. And Area 57 has nothing to do with um, Fantastic Four comics or anything to really and so area 57 is its own movie that was ironically released in 2007 when the prologue takes place but it was actually a movie in which Wee herman the actor played an alien and it was a comedy so check out area 57 (laughs) gosh and so so they they wake up in area 57 and reed is like completely stretched out and then they're like having doctors do it which is super still pretty cool (laughs) Yeah, and the, the effects were are, good here too. Yeah, they were. And the doctor's like doing experiments on him, and it's like arms are still stretched out. Sue is shifting between the uh, uh, being invisible and not, which is pretty cool. And then Johnny is just always on fire, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. like Johnny like wakes up and he's like on fire all the time. Yeah. And so, and then uh, Reed wakes up and he like he hears Ben crying out for help, and he like crawls through the vents. His uh, him being, and he's still like super stretchy, so he's like kind of, he's kind of doing it. And mm-hmm. so then he like gets to Ben's room, and Ben is like kind of half stuck in like a pile of rocks, but he's mostly rocks, uh, like the thing. And then like Reed's like, Oh, I got, I'll get you out of here. And he like runs away. And then they realize Reed is missing. And so they, sh- they say, they have a call red. And then the middle, then they have a scene where, uh, Franklin's running around the facility like looking for Reed and then the military's like walking around with guns and I said the military's really ready to shoot Reed for some reason like why are they so <laughs> ready to shoot him yeah like, right he's, he's and so Reed escapes and then uh Har- uh Franklin talks to Harvey and he's like we got to get these kids help we can't just sell them out to the military and Harvey's and Harvey seems like he's doing the right thing where he's like, they're just going to take them anyways. We got we to gotta, uh, work with them, and we'll work on rebuilding the teleportation pod, and we'll get them cures from the other dimension. And then the movie does something completely stupid out of left field and does a one-year time jump. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, tell I me you don't have any... You were so Tell me you're a lazy writer without telling me you're a lazy writer. Mm-hmm. A time, it's so unnecessary and so stupid, and it's just... And it's the only, and then they just jet right into the, uh, right into the next, uh, into the third act. Yep. With yep. this, with this ridiculous thing. And Harvey also talks to Ben about like working for them to help find them a cure. And then Ben just like joins the military. And so <laughs> over As the one thing. year, they've, which yeah. like a one year jump cut, like the, 
suits are then also controlling like their power sets too yeah and i'm like that should like come on if you're gonna do a jump cut make it so they control it <laughs> like, yeah don't be don't be that lazy with it like have them you know at least know what they're doing but and also yeah. get the thing some pants it's been a year and he's just yeah. running around with no pants still, still has no pants yeah <laughs> yeah so we jump we do a one year jump and then instead of like showing us what has happened in that one year they just have Harvey stand in a conference room and explain it to everybody because mm-hmm. this movie sucks yeah. And this Still is where the movie gum. just yeah, this movie went completely down. This is where the movie went completely downhill from. It was around just... it was around this part of the movie and like it wasn't quite the year but like I don't know, maybe 5 to 10 minutes after that scene where I started to like really feel like oh my gosh, nothing has happened in this movie yet. There's yeah, just exactly. like Honestly, just nothing has happened except for the one they scene. They could have they could have made this movie a lot better if they cut out about 30 minutes before they got their powers kept a little bit of like the kids scenes where like you know you're showing that reed was smart early on mm-hmm. i'd then, say like you you jump like after only like two minutes of that we don't need a lot of it at all yeah um, yeah you jump and like skip the science fair he's at college with ben their roommates yeah uh, and which is what it was in the comics uh their roommates and then Reed's working on this. They introduce all of the different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their science montage, and it's quick and simple. They build the thing. Uh, not the thing, the yeah. thing but <laughs> they build the machine, get their powers, keep that same sequence, but don't jump forward in time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just create a real threat. Show them maybe, like, learning how to... Uh, you know, adjust to their powers a little bit and learning how to maybe, like, I don't know, fight crime or uh, maybe work as a team or whatever. Then you bring in Von Doom uh, and don't make him as horrible as he was. Like, his <laughs> yeah. power set was not at all Victor Von Doom. Mm-hmm. He was just... I, I noted that he was just 11 from Stranger Things. Yeah. A metal <laughs> face. Yeah, so... um. So I I'd say I'd say probably the opposite. I, I'd say sure you cut out some stuff, but I feel like this movie would benefit from like an additional thirty minutes of stuff. Yeah, I mean of the, like the including the credits at the time, including credits. It was oh. what an hour forty. Yeah, no, I'm saying cut out the stuff before, make it quicker, and then add a bunch of stuff after. Establish yeah, like the team exactly. and like that's when you give them the character growth. Yeah, have them have their powers longer than a half hour. Like seriously, mm-hmm. it's it's. It's dumb. And so, yeah, so they're controlling their powers. Reed is on the run from the government. And they actually do a super, a pretty cool thing where Reed is hiding by changing, shifting his face. Yeah, that was, his cool. that was pretty cool. That was a pretty shift good effect. His face. And that was pretty interesting. And so they got, they need to find, they need to find Reed to help, uh, to help finish this machine. And so they finish the machine and they'll go back to here. I have a, a B plot that's running this entire time where Patterns. Johnny wants to, he, he want he want where Johnny wants to join the military like Ben and do missions like Ben in the military, even though Ben's like super depressed yeah. <laughs> while doing it. And so uh, Sue is trying to get the, Sue is trying to get uh, Reed back in order to stop Johnny. And so, uh, they talk about how we need to find Johnny, find Reed. He's like disappeared all over the place, and he's been all over the place, but we can't track him down. And Sue's like, I, um, 
I'll try to find his pattern. And I'll do pattern <laughs> recognition to find him. And then she's like, she's like, I need some music. And the people are like, what? Which is a completely <laughs> normal reaction yeah. to a weird request. She's like, I need some music. And then it's like... It helps me think. It's like, don't you mean pattern recognition? Ooh. And so she does... This entire movie, this during this scene and another scene earlier, scene earlier when she's like trying to get connected to them while, when they drunkenly teleport to the other dimension, she like t- she does that TV typing where people are like typing on the computer to show that they're smart, but it's, they're not doing anything. They're just meaninglessly, they're just tapping a bunch of random computer keys. And I said, Sue's meaningless typing is super annoying. <laughs> I and have. So, I actually had something that that annoyed me about that scene as well. It's that when she put on the headphones, no, like the music in the movie that we could hear didn't change. Like in yeah. every, you always will see in movies or TV shows when a character says, especially when a character blatantly says something along the lines of like, "Oh, I want, I need some music." When we put some music on, or they turn music on, the music always becomes the soundtrack of the movie. But that didn't happen in this movie, and that irritated yeah. the crap out of me when I was watching it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And so I also forgot to mention that Sue went from a pretty normal hair to uh, uh, a very obvious wig. Like, they <laughs> s- and she went from like, oh, her hair is like. Probably got like, a haircut in real life. Yeah. It, they went from, it was all, I guarantee you, it's just reshoots because they reshot a bunch reshoots. of this. They originally got to convert this movie into 3D, but they didn't do that because they took the money they were going to use that, like $30 million. And did and spent it on reshoots. Oh my gosh! And so they reshot a bunch of this movie. And so instead of and so in the first first uh, first two acts of the movie, Kate Mara has like hair where she just dyed her normal hair color because she has like red hair normally. And so they just dyed that. And but in this uh, in this new scenes in the after the one year time jump, she has this very terrible platinum blonde wig and it sucks <laughs> and just wildly shifting from scene to scene and it's it's bad. Yeah, and so, yeah, uh, and so she finds Reed after because he's routing his uh, internet traffic through a server called uh, Captain Nemo because it's a reference to that book. It's mm-hmm. like, why would you do? Why would you name something that some that you that only one person would recognize, especially the psychopath person. that you know tracks patterns? <laughs> like exactly the inside and joke so, you had with her. Not the best idea. Yeah, and so Reed. Uh, Reed gets tracked down by the government. She, he finds the government. He does some pretty interesting stretching uh, techniques to get away from the government. But then uh, they lo- they drop uh, the Ben out of the sky. Who's the- they drop the thing out of the sky, at Ben, and he gives Reed the softest headbutt I've ever yep. seen from a super tall rock man. Awful. It was just like it was literally like if I if it's like if, you're a big giant rock dude, punch him. Or I don't, I don't even mind the headbutt, but it was just so soft. Especially after he was just dodging bullets and stuff like real time in the previous. Yeah, like, like, they had like a montage of Ben like ripping apart tanks and destroying cars and stuff. And so he did, it's like if you had two stuffed animals that uh, that headbutt each other. Mm-hmm. And so Reed comes back. He's forced to finish the machine, which is only a few lines of code. He has to rewrite. It's only gonna take him like ten minutes. It's like okay, just tell me you have nothing else to pad the time. And then they finally introduce the villain by sending a team of professionals to the to the to Planet Zero. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this this movie is 
great at coming up with terrible names. <laughs> and so they send a team to Planet Zero. And uh, while the team is there, they see a figure walk- marching towards them. And they realize that it's Victor. And this he's, scene, he's, mind you, is an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. An it's hour Hitler. and 15 minutes into the movie <laughs> it took for this villain to finally reveal himself. Yeah. yeah. Finally reveal, I mean, everyone knew the villain was going exactly. to turn out to be the villain. Uh-huh. But his reveal, he's like, he's got, him being a villain and not just a normal man is probably like, what, 15 minutes? Tops. 10, yep. Yeah. 20 Tops. minutes. He's not even Maybe a good that. villain. Just I will blows say up a bunch the, of people's heads. I will say... He's, I like, he gets, t- so they take him back to the regular dimension and he shows up and Harvey talks to him. He's like, hey, we're going to try and help you. Your, uh, the suit that you wore in the alter- alternate dimension has fused together with your body and we're going to try and help you. But tell us everything. He's like, why do I have to tell you everything when you're going to destroy my world? <laughs> and so he blows up people. I actually like that scene where he's walking through the facility. He's just like, boom, 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 done, done, boom, boom, done. And he's just like blowing up people's heads, and like the military's like shooting at him, and nothing is affecting him. That scene where he's walking down the hallway, and there's like just one lone scientist stuck between him and the military, and then the guy just like dies off the side. I actually liked that. I thought he was a pretty, uh, pretty terrifying villain. I for was. That. I'm super yeah, unfamiliar with. I'm super unfamiliar with the premise of Doctor Doob, so I was very confused by what exactly. So are the he writers of this movie. Yeah, it seems he, like it. No movie has ever, no Fantastic Four movie has ever gotten Doctor Doom right. No. The only <laughs> thing with Doctor Doom is he's he's smart. He wears a he wrecked his face in like an explosion or something a long time ago, and he has technological powers and he rules over mm-hmm. a country. So he's like has unlimited wealth. He's to a do dictator. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. He can do whatever he wants. He's got like legal immunity and yeah. stuff. And but he's it also untouchable for like heroes that want to put him in jail. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a sympathetic villain in a way, because there are certain dimension. There's an alternate dimension in the Marvel comics where the world is an entire utopia only because uh, Doctor Doom took over and he controls the world. But it's actually like perfect. Everyone lives in peace and everyone loves him. So he's he's he can be terrible and he can be good and it's so on and so forth. So gotcha. he's definitely not anything like he was in this movie. Like this movie <laughs> is completely wrong. He's he's not some some walking. Uh, alien um, dude with a trash bag cape <laughs> yeah yeah he's not a bum that lives in a storage container either yeah and so i say i said that uh franklin's natural voice is way deeper and villainous than victor's villain voice <laughs> yep and so he walks in, into the teleportation room to get back to his dimension that he has claimed for himself like christopher columbus and uh <laughs> He like does a thing instead of blowing up Richard's uh, Franklin's head because that would give them an R rating. He just like burns him alive or roasts yeah. him. He does something weird. He did he just, something. Like, just yeah, him. and he kill he kills him, and then that gives Boom. Johnny Roasted. his his motivation exactly. And so, so he activates the teleportation, and conveniently everyone's standing there, and then they get sucked into the next dimension, and so he uh. Which Victor sets up some sort of like wormhole thing where yeah. it starts sucking in everything from the next from the from Earth and then it like gets pulled instead of like coming into this dimension and being like destroyed, it has to fall through some very specific disintegration field. Yeah. That <laughs> is no is that is no way gonna have any uh, effect on the end fight in any way. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which they <laughs> which um 
my last note actually comes right after what you were talking about. And uh, it's when they finally get down to like the surface and they're getting ready to face Doom, Johnny Storm pulls a classic Anakin Skywalker and goes, he's mine, and charges him, and then <laughs> gets tossed aside immediately. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, that is, like, yeah. pretty spot-on Anakin from Episode 2 going and charging and saying, he's mine, charging Count, charging Count Dooku. Everyone knew exactly how that was going to play out as soon as he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Victor goes to the other dimension, his powers just turn into him being an earthbender. Because that's yeah. literally all he does is just yeah. control control the earth around him in this other dimension. Uh, there's a big blue sky beam because it's uh, the mid-2010s and every movie was had a big blue sky beam. Literally, <laughs> if you look up on Letterboxd, there is a uh, list of movies that are just their third act big CMMT. blue sky beams. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, there's another. Uh, one. Uh, the Avengers. <laughs> uh, uh, Suicide Squad, oh. Thor: The Dark World, Man of Steel, <laughs> Iron yeah. Man, X-Men yeah. Apocalypse, R.I.P.D., Space Cop, Ghostbusters, Godzilla, X-Men: Days of Future Past, Transformers, Men in yep. Black Three, yep. Wreck It, Wreck It Ralph. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dark Tower. A lot. Yeah. Actually, the first one on this yeah. list is Fantastic. There you go. And so, uh, yeah, the CGI ru- CGI in this entire uh, fight is rough to say the least. Yeah. You can definitely tell that yeah. everyone is on a everyone is on a, a green screen. screen. Um, speaking to what Dawson said, uh, Doom takes out two team members with his ultimate technique cover with rocks. <laughs> yeah, he like, covers like Johnny he covers, with rocks. He covers, he covers Ben with rocks. He covers the big rock guy with rocks. Genius. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, man. and so they do a bit, very terrible fight that is, I would say, just look it up if you want to see it. It's it's very bad and terrible. It's very uncoordinated, unthought out. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing that uh, Reed does with his stretching is just to do some long punches. He does a yeah. double, he does a punch and then he does a double punch. Something about then, something about Mister Fantastic's powers makes it just not play well on TV or on screen. Exactly. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Every time exactly. I watch it's, a Fantastic Four movie, it just looks goofy. It's because yeah. uh, they don't know how to use it. Like you can use it right. Uh, Elastigirl in the yeah. Incredibles, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah, but that's not live action. Yeah, well, yeah. live action, they got to actually give it the budget. This did not have the budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they do a pretty terrible fight. They force Victor up and through up through the disintegration field. That he conveniently created himself. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in, he gets disintegrated. They they fly through the portal back to Earth at the last second. And then they they land and then there's this big swelling orchestra and then they they pan out to a crater the size of Arkansas. <laughs> I and it's was like dying laughing at yeah. the size of that crater. <laughs> like so many people are dead right now, and you guys and, are acting like you're heroes. There's so many people that are dead. <laughs> and then it cuts to the next scene that says, "No one will know what you did here except us in this room and the president." I'm like, "How do you know? How did you not die? There Where is did a, you go? There is a crater exactly. the size of the moon." currently in the earth right now what do you mean exactly <laughs> like it's planes bad. were being swept up and cars yep. and all no those and all those people all those people running through the street as their cars were getting yeah. sucked off the freeway 
And so they negotiate with the government to get their own facility to go uh, to go work on it, to work on their technology. I like that the government. I like that the government pretended like they had any sort of jurisdiction over them, and exactly. were like trying to bully and threaten them into agreeing to their terms, and they just called their bluff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There and so they go into this. They go through this this big building and they have this old guy who's i guess supposed to be somebody i don't know yeah i don't know who he that walks was. around he tells them, if it sounds like i'm kind of rushing to the end of this it's because it's just bad and it's how it and it's also really, how it plays out it plays out super yeah. rush on screen it's it's true like that's why i only had like one note for that whole fight scene because it's yeah it, it it's just un it's just so boring it, it's just unworthy it's so of notes it's it's yeah it's just dull boring yeah it's just it and just kind of so, goes by and you're like, eh. yeah. And so they walk in and then there's this big overarching room that is 100% a green screen. Yeah. Like Absolutely. they just walked in. I have it says that okay, this is this is what the director said. Okay, guys, just imagine a giant room with expensive science stuff and make comments <laughs> about it. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. And do. that's why that that's why Michael did. B. Jordan uh, just goes, hey. That's mine over there. I call that section. I'm and I'm like, what corner. section? There's no section <laughs> like, there. There's nothing there. It's just yeah. random science-y stuff. It's like that, it's like that behind the scenes from uh, The Force Awakens when Ray goes, I've never seen so much green in my life, and she's literally looking at a green screen. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how on earth did you record that with a straight face? <laughs> yeah. And then one of the final one of the final two notes I have is there's a point where they're talking about uh uh this is the worst. Like, like, oh one yeah, we're talking about having the uh, yeah. the the, the names. What their name is going to be as a team? Uh, Johnny suggests the Human Torch and the Torchettes. Uh, Fantastic, outstanding, incredible. Uh, ben suggests the the scientist and his neurons, and then Sue yeah. says, "Oh, what about her neurons?" I'm like, "Okay, shut up, <laughs> you suck." Yes, there's then, two. Yes, that's right. There's two of. There's two smart people on this team. Go figure. There's three. Yeah, that's true. Johnny Storm Johnny is smart in this smart movie. Too. He is smart yeah. in this movie. That's but then true. Johnny says, "What are you gonna be called? The thing that nobody wanted? <laughs> Just the most what? out of the most out, out of, of pocket, the most out of pocket thing in this whole movie was like, that comment. They did not hate each other this whole movie, and then all of a sudden he's like, "You suck." They're like finally all getting along because Ben like kind of starts to really feel like he's part of something. He's kind of forgiven Mister Fantastic to not and everything. Be depressed, exactly. And, yeah. it, and then Michael B. Jordan's Johnny Storm just whips that out, slams it on the table like a draw four card. And it was almost, it was almost like they remembered the first, uh, the 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 two movies from earlier in the two thousands, and they're like, oh yeah, they hated each other, they bickered, <laughs> they fought a lot. We gotta throw something in there, but it's the last day of shooting. Just, uh, I guess we'll throw that in there. It was yeah. so that was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. And so Reed finally <laughs> says, Reed finally says, and he goes, it's like, all right, I got a name. You guys ready for it? And they're all like, yeah, okay. And then, he, and then it cuts back. It cuts. <laughs> And then the title screen I, comes on. I and you knew that was coming. For. I wish it would have said Fant Fantastic. Fant <laughs> that would have been great. You just knew was that was so, coming too. You're like was, they're you're like they're not gonna say it. Just like the common trope now that Andrew I think said he brought up that he hates on a previous episode. I hate where it. they're just it's not so gonna much. say it. The worst thing is they leaned into every other s- phrase, slogan, whatever. Yeah. In the whole movie. Mm-hmm. 
But they're like, we're not going to say Fantastic Four because that's corny. Because <laughs> they're trying to do the at the end of uh, Avengers, yeah, uh, Age Avengers. of Ultron. He does the whole Avengers in the right. cuts, and it's like, oh, ha, ha, it's it's, it's kind of cute and funny and whatever. But or Black, this movie Black did. Adam did it too. <laughs> Black Adam, Which, Black Adam, and this movie did not deserve this. Did not deserve that at all. No, in no way, shape, or form did they deserve this. No. Not being at like all. this whole swirling or orchestral thing and be like, oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but the Avengers, you know, as we see, like they actually leaned into it and said the phrase in Endgame and it, people liked it. Like they can, you can do that. And mm-hmm. people it's a like dumb it. phrase, kind but of. it's fun. It's just, they leaned into it. Like you yeah, just said, they leaned exactly. into it. So, there, I, I will say this there's a movie in here. <laughs> there's there a movie is. here with given all the actors that are part of this there's a movie in here Every, by no means should this have been a terrible movie but the writing the pacing yeah. the action terrible yeah it's really. so bad it could have been good. Movie, there's a movie buried under all the rocks that dr doom like piled on top of everyone exactly else in this movie. Mm-hmm. somewhere in there uh <laughs> so there's a here, this is like a, a Josh drink. Whenever, once we get, once we kind of wrap up, I have a, I have a bunch of other notes I can rapid fire off to close us out once we're done with this. <laughs> I have some so, things I didn't get to touch on. The director Josh Trank. Tw- there's two things I want to talk about with the director. He, there's two things. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, t- he tweeted a year. Ago, he tweeted uh, a few months after this movie came out. He said a year ago, I had a fantastic version of this, and it would have received great reviews. You'll probably never see it. That's reality, though. So, is it? Is he? Is he telling the truth? Maybe. I hope Who so. Knows? <laughs> he could be lying, but it doesn't matter. I so, assume another- zero. The people on Planet Zero got to see it, not us. Yeah. Exactly. I assume that's so, something that came like pre all the like reshoots and everything is kind of what he's implying. Yeah, it's a common yeah. thing with these yeah, studios there were... that don't know how to make movies. The corporation side of it will just yeah. clutter what they want to see and like yeah. plug things in, and the yeah. directors will lose a lot of their creative vision. That's why There's we saw few... the uh, Justice League Zack Snyder cut. There's a few things that they're cut. They were cut out of here. There was a scene where uh, uh, Reed had built a flying car, the Fantastic Car, which is featured uh, in yeah. the other movies. But he had built a flying car that was going to be featured in it. There was going to be a long. There was basically a half hour of stuff that was cut out of this movie. In the posters, there features like a crumbling city that was supposed to happen, but that didn't happen. Hmm. There, uh, there was talks of them Reed building a robot called Hurley, which was. Ironically, placed into the uh, Hurley is a robot that was placed into the original Fantastic Four cartoon because and replaced the Human Torch because they were too worried about children setting themselves on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, so uh, there. So this is a so uh, there's a there's a website called Letterbox where people go and review movies. And so there is a review from the director Josh Trank on it, and he gave his he gave it two stars. Hmm. And uh, this is what he this is what he says. Okay, first of all, I thought it would have been great to great if I searched uh, FF twenty fifteen, and the crap wasn't even on here. Locally, I was kind of hoping it wasn't, but it was, and I'm here anyways. Where do I begin? The movie is all right. I wasn't expecting it to be much worse than it was. I literally haven't seen it since like two weeks before it came out. 
I was in hev- heavily uh, freaking traumatized state of mind. Why? I'll say that for another time. Anyway, they're a movie. Great cast. Everyone in this movie is a great actor, and overall, there there is a movie in there somewhere, and that and that cast deserves to be in that movie. Everyone who worked on Fantastic Fan Four Stick. Fant four stick. <laughs> uh, clear, it doesn't clear. roll off the tongue, but you gotta say it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but he said it. He put it in the review. He said Fant four stick. Awesome. Uh, clearly wanted to, clearly wanted to be making that movie, but ultimately it wasn't. Did I make this movie? They deserve to be in. To be honest, I can't tell. What I can tell is there will there are two different movies in in one movie competing to be that movie. Will there be a release the Trent cut like the uh, he's referencing the release the Snyder cut for the Justice League movie? Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm not Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is a storied, iconic, legendary filmmaker who has been knocking it out of the uh, freaking park since I was in high school. Me then, I was tw- I was 29 years old making my second film. A situation more complicated than anyone anything a second time filmmaker should have walked into. That said, I don't regret any of it. Any uh, any of it. It's part of me, and I just hope Peyton Reed makes the next Fantastic Four and crushes it, and then I get a cameo. Anywhere, that's it. Fant Four stick. Hmm. So, I mean, who better to say it than? I feel like he kind of summarizes. Yeah. He kind of summarizes in in my thoughts because he did. There, it was. He was kind of for the research. He was kind of kicked off of it. There was talks about him. There being a lot of tension on set. There was talks about him getting into a fist fight. With um, Miles Teller, who plays Mister Fantastic, and um, even though he he uh, argued fought with the studio to get him hired, and said that's the guy he wants to play, so hmm. so yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a movie in there somewhere. There is. It's a great cast. Everyone in this movie is incredible in other stuff, but this just it wasn't it. It very much yeah, wasn't yeah. it. Yeah. There's so much like missing. It rushes to the end, and so I said this. Be- I said this before we start. With the other, so I feel like we have to make a comparison between this movie and Morbius, because <laughs> yeah. Morbius was a movie I feel like was doomed from the start. First yeah. of all, it was Sony making a superhero movie with a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man with a character nobody cares about with an actor that almost everybody hates. <laughs> so there's no way that that movie was ever going to turn out good. This mm-hmm. movie, on the other hand, by all means, should have been good. You know, like, yeah. Josh Trank, he directed, um, crap, what was it called? On the other hand, on. though, there hasn't really been a Fantastic Four movie that's in a smashing hit. Uh, Chronicle. A... Oh, yeah. It's a very good movie. And uh, I would encourage I would encourage people to watch it if they want to see something else. A, a good thing that he's done. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's Michael and that Michael B. Jordan is in that movie too. So oh. to show that it's it's I don't think it's so much. I think it's the writer. It's the original writer on the script has a lot to say about everything that he was going to do that was cut out. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another version of uh, that the. Uh, other dimension that they were going to was going to be a destroyed planet that was uh, destroyed by Galactus. Oh. And uh, 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 Victor was going to be turned into a herald of Galactus like the Silver Surfer, and that he was going to basically come to Earth and start destroying it for Galactus, which is this uh, big, bad uh, villain who basically like eats galaxies in the Marvel Universe. 
For so fun. that was what it was. That was one of the things that got cut out that was supposed to be in it. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah. That would have been like at I least said, moderately better. Yeah. So I feel like to, unless you guys have any other thoughts, I feel like to close that, we could run through Matthew's uh, rapid fire notes. Sure. Yeah. I uh, guess I only had one other thought, and that was oh yeah, I actually ahead. liked the thing's design in this. Oh, it was yeah. good. I really it liked, was good. I liked everyone's design, like the way that they looked. I thought it was fine. Like when Johnny was on fire, Sue's kind of like invisibility uh, force field things. Those were good. Uh, I feel like they could have, they could have, his stretching was fine. But they just didn't do anything with it, so it's hard yeah. to be like... I gotta say, though, for being the invisible woman, she was awfully visible for most of this movie. I agree. Exactly. I don't but remember her want... actually turning invisible almost ever, except for one point in the fight scene at the end. That's about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. She was more of, like, the force field woman <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. She was the visible woman with force fields. Exactly. Just a strange All right. choice. Matthew, let's go through your notes. All right. Um, so this is, these are from, these are going to be in chronological order, but going as far back as, you know, the beginning of the movie, uh, child Reed clearly can't move the power converter on his own as Ben has to help him. So what exactly was his plan to get it out of the scrapyard? Um, <laughs> Ben gives Reed a pocket knife, a Swiss army knife in the apartment. And I own the exact same pocket knife <laughs> in real life. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Reed is going through all the accolades of the company and for some reason every article is about a quad series microchip because they couldn't come up with anything more creative or interesting to put in the headlines. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't do a flying car or something or some other adjacent invention that, you know, and av- someone who's not like super techie could look at and be like, "Oh, uh, that's impressive." Like a quad got... series microchip is like, "Huh? What who cares?" It just I just got a reference from in the very beginning of the movie. What's that? When his teacher was like, is it right next to your flying car? Oh, um, yeah, 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 Reed Richards built a flying car in the comics. He I also said that he that. sent that to the other dimension. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does say that he sent that to the other yeah. dimension. Does he actually? Yeah. I missed that completely. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. Interesting. Well, he's when he teleports, the first thing... I forget what he tell, the first thing he teleports is. But it's he, a uh, model car. Yeah, and so uh, Ben asked where that went. He goes, the same place the flying car went. <laughs> Gosh, so. interesting. Um, Which I, it had to be a small flying car then, because they could only do little things in the first one. True. Uh, aside from his past, Victor Von Doom is not exactly the kind of name I would want to bring about my government-led project. It just <laughs> doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, when Victor enters, like, the lab or something, Reed just randomly happens to notice him from all the way across the lab and pointedly ask about him, which didn't make a lot of sense, because I'm like, how did he key in on him specifically there? Uh, Reed takes a selfie with a smartphone that looks older than this movie. (laughs) Uh, And also, yeah, Sue has a, Sue has an iPhone later in the movie. Yeah. So it's not like, it's like so dumb. I don't know if you guys, the phone that he used was like, I it don't was know, old. some, yeah, it was not a 2015 cell phone. Like a prepaid a, phone that drug dealers <laughs> exactly. use. <laughs> um, Harvey and the other higher ups make a decision because they said so. That's referring to them wanting to send NASA. Um, but then of course, as I mentioned already, the gang proves exactly why that was a good idea. 
Uh, Johnny Storm slices the drone in half that I thought was the plane that all the characters were on. I don't know if you guys remember that scene. I thought that too. (laughs) Because they're flying through the air and they're showing, he's, the, Harvey's showing the other, or maybe it was, uh, Franklin. I don't remember. One of them was showing the other, some government people, like, the idea of using them for military purposes. And they're like, ah, look out there. And it's Johnny Storm flying. And so you see Johnny's, because he, it was Harvey. Subject to. That's right. So then you see Johnny flying next to what looks like an airplane, and he just slices it in half. And I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Did he just slice that plane in half? But no, it was apparently a training drone or something. Yeah. Um, the thing has 43 confirmed kills. They felt the need to pointedly put that up on one of the TV screens. <laughs> I don't the know lovable, why they've got... The lovable, uh, departed, uh, often rejected villain, uh, uh superhero... <laughs> Yeah, has killed 43, 43 <laughs> people, and they don't they don't confirm that it's uh they don't say it's men and they don't say it's adults. <laughs> what I did like, what I thought, the only reason I even put pointed that out was because it was on the screen when he's watching video of himself for some reason, and then like the screens in the background, and then in like the biggest text ever on screen, it just says at yeah. the bottom, "Confirmed kills forty three. Like they want, it's like it's like they wanted you to notice it. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, Doctor Doom's character design is a bit weird, but given the in-universe explanation, it makes sense. Um, Reed and Ben love shouting each other's names at each other, because I'm pretty sure that happens <laughs> at least 15 times over the course of it this does. movie. I swear those two were just yelling their names back and forth at each other. And um, when it was happening during the final fight sequence, I'm like, my gosh, we're still going with this bit. Like, we get it. And then my last one is also from the final fight scene when I don't remember who one of the characters said he's stronger than any of us to which one of them responds. I think Mr. I think Reed says he's not stronger than all of us. And I just said, this is exactly the kind of line I expected from this movie. It was Johnny. It was Johnny. Yeah, those are my other rapid fire points that I had written down. I have one more bonus one that I forgot about. Yes. Reed doesn't know how to fist pump. Oh, that that was that was nerd. Pretty, that was pretty funny. That was actually yeah. one of, that was one of the few moments. That was one of the moments in this movie where I was watching. I'm like, oh, okay, that was stupid, but it kind of makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like sticking his open hand out and like slapping, yeah. <laughs> slapping it's a Johnny's trailer fist. moment for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Not as blatant yeah, so. as not as blatant as uh, Morbius saying, "We are Venom." <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was the most blatant trailer moment. <laughs> So, hmm, I want to. I was gonna say. <laughs> so, do you guys think our audience should watch this? I mean, why not? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I think I gave it the highest score of the three of us as well. But yeah, it was. I um, mean, it is not a good movie, really. But I mean, it has yeah. moments. It has moments that are fun and interesting. Yeah. If you're bored, I need to fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I watched watch this movie. It's also, I mean, aside from the period in the middle that we talked about where it gets really slow because you realize how long this movie's been going and they only just got their powers and you still haven't seen Doctor Doom. Aside from that period of time, it moves relatively quickly, like yeah. mentally yeah. at least. It's not a long movie either. No, it's not. not. It's only an hour, an hour and a half yeah. nowadays, yeah. and this one's an hour forty and hour forty with credits. I movies. think. Yeah, so it's really like an hour and thirty minutes. And not a lot of movies hit that mark anymore. It's now like two plus hours for any superhero movie. So it's a quick watch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think if this movie moved at the pace it did and was two and a half hours long, I would be a lot more irate about it. Yeah, yeah. it's... I'd say, yeah, like Dawson said, if you got nothing else to do mm-hmm. and you want something just to watch and you just want to watch to see it's what... It's good background you, stuff. Yeah, I'll say this: If you're harping on the con- on the on the cons on the uh, crap. <laughs> on the current on the current age of uh, Marvel cinematic of MCU movies, and you talk about how terrible they are, watch this and get some perspective. It yeah. is a, it is watch definitely this, that in perspective. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Watch some of the DC movies. Watch the other Fantastic Four movies. Um. And get some perspective on what actual terrible. Uh, uh, I like the first or the ones from the two thousands. Okay. I, I will always stand by that. It a has charm. They're me, not though. good, but they have charm. What lesser, yeah. lesser, lesser comic book movies look like and are, are like? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I. That's what I'll say. So this is up there with X Men Origins. Oh yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right. So thank you so much for joining us on this review of Fant for Stick. Hey, you got to raise that time. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this review. We hope you enjoyed us. Enjoyed us. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, that's kind of right. Yeah, enjoyed. we hope okay. you enjoyed hope you us enjoyed... because we didn't enjoy this movie. <laughs> we suffered for your pleasure. <laughs> not as uh, much as we not watched... as much as Morbius, but we did. We watched it so you didn't have to. Maybe we'll watch a good movie next time, but we'll probably still watch a bad movie. <laughs> it's, it's more fun to watch the bad movies. There's more it to is, talk about. I have a lot more talking points about bad movies, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we might... I, I think we should probably... We should. We might want to watch... I think I'll probably... We might... <laughs> Get it out. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> we might watch an actual bad movie and not just a bad superhero movie for this ne- for the next one, so oh, we'll see. I, I might make make these guys suffer through one of my uh, myriad of... I have a few bad movies locked away that I might uh, make these guys watch. Oh. And so, and so uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. It should be podcatcher or podcaster of choice. Well, we, we are... Because the websites are... We are far in to change it now it's podcatcher podcatcher so, makes so the websites sense. so like spotify and itunes those are our, they catch our we cast our pod and they catch it yeah and and give it to you and give it to our listeners that so makes sense kind of. okay so subscribe <laughs> to us on your podcatcher of choice and leave a five-star review those are always fun to see and we always like to know if we're doing a good job and if you like us um another way to see to let us know if you like us or not is to follow us on our social media at the dot nbn dot podcast on Instagram and at the official nothing but nonsense page on Facebook. Follow those hey, pages good and job. Good job. <laughs> leave us a comment or send us a message and tell us what you think of the show. We're always happy and open to feedback. We'd love to start a dialogue with our fans. And so, uh, thank you so much. And uh, back to normal next week. So, th- thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Later, y'all. See ya. Have a fantastic day. Do you want them to have a terrible day? <laughs> <laughs>